Hey, so editing Tim here. I just want to give you a quick note that for some reason, and I don't know why, I have no idea why, um, the first 30 seconds of this episode were not recorded. So exactly 30 seconds into the audio file that I have is when the audio starts. And I'm, I think I'm in the middle of a sentence. So uh, you didn't miss much. It was mostly us just talking about how The Mandalorian is popular and, and how it's everywhere pretty much. I think we, we talk about it sarc- sarcastically, that as if it were nowhere to be found, no one's talking about it. That's the vibe that we're going for. Um, but basically, that, that's how it begins. And I'm sorry, I don't know what happened. Again, it's, it's 30 seconds to the dot that uh, of silence, and then it just starts. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, but just want to let you know that's what we have going on. Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen a single person posting anything about that show. Crazy. Crazy. I thought it would be bigger. I know. Like, like, is Disney killing Star Wars? Like, I I think that's the conversation we need to have based off of the unpopularity of Mandalorian. Super unpopular. It's so unpopular, it already has memes. (laughs) It does. Uh, I'm doing good, though. I'm doing great. Uh... That's about it, really. I, I, I feel like I don't have time for so many other things going on because of streaming and Mandalorian and conversations and, you know, you know, I, I've got school now, so that takes up a lot of my free time. And then, you know, we've actually got something really interesting in Star Wars to talk about, so that takes up a lot of my, my BS. And for the most part, everybody online loves it. I haven't seen anybody who doesn't. The worst thing I've seen so far was I don't even know the person, but I saw somebody was tweeting about it, and he basically said it's the best thing. Like he basically said it's not bad, and it's the best thing since the originals. That's like the worst thing that I've heard about it. Wow, that's some that's a weird. Uh, that's a, I don't even know. Is that a critique? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> like he was basically like it's it's okay it's not bad but it's a heck of a lot better than those prequels and sequels and stuff blah 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 and i mean that's the worst thing i've heard for the show uh, is this person a star wars fan I, I didn't investigate that much i just saw the tweet but <laughs> i mean you're, you're you're entitled to like what you like but if you effectively do not like you know two-thirds of uh of something yeah you know you can't call yourself a Star Wars fan, you can call yourself a fan of these three Ooh. films. What are you talking no, about? He's, he's a he he's a he's a true fan. I'm like pounding no, my chest right say, now. Look, I'm he... a fan of these three movies. I'm yeah. not a fan of Star Wars. Oh, but then for sure. Get into oh, but, well, Star Wars only really is those three movies. Yeah, he, he's a Puritan because those ones were the first ones, yeah. and all the rest are fake. Yeah, imposters. What, he'd be like, "What about Holiday Special?" Oh, uh, what? <laughs> what, what about Caravan of Courage, my guy? Oh, huh? <laughs> don't want to talk about those or droids or Ewoks or any of that stuff. So, yeah. Well, I, I think the the point is though, if that's the worst thing that I've heard overall, it's doing it's doing well. It's getting good uh, reviews. It has a great reception. Um, I don't think anybody's is... surprised that it's doing well, but. No, in this show, you know us, it's always a spoiler conversation uh, in this show. And apparently, 
you know, the one argument that I see people having or the argument that I even, you know, partake in myself is, is it a spoiler to talk about the episode openly? And when can you talk about the episode openly? Let's just cut to the chase. Baby Yoda is amazing. <laughs> I love that everybody's I, calling him that too, because as of right now, well, we don't have anything else and no other terms to use. Yeah, there is nothing else to call him. Yeah. But but he's awesome. And you know, again, nobody knows what exactly to call the guy because we don't know his species. But is it is it a spoiler to talk about him openly? I mean, I, I know that a great deal of the world doesn't have the show. Well, I think it's Europe, maybe. Uh, Europe, and like, I think Japan doesn't get it for after Europe, I think. Wow. So then what do you do? How do you handle it? You know, for us and for our purposes, we are a podcast to discuss Star Wars. And this is the latest happening in Star Wars, so we should discuss it. And if you're going to try to avoid that conversation until you get to see it, I, I genuinely, I really do feel bad for people who are being left behind by Disney with this. But we need to do our job, and then we'll be there. We'll be in the feed for people to listen to whenever they do get to see the show. But also, what I'm saying, though, is should you be able to talk about it online? Sorry, I'm cooking as normal. Should you be able to talk? <laughs> should you be able to talk online about it openly, even though some people haven't seen it yet, some people don't have the service, and some people don't have the ability to have the service or to have seen it? What do, what do you think? Right. Well, uh, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Where like, uh, I'm just thinking, if I had been a part of that, where it's not available for me and I'm not able to see it or whatever. I would fully expect it to be the dominating conversation in, in our internet circle. You know, if you have an account that has that, like a Twitter account, for example, has nothing to do with Star Wars, then you should be fine. But if you are a Star Wars fan, a part of the Star Wars community online, I mean, I think it's fair to expect that it's going to be the main point of conversation for now. You know, maybe wait until uh, the Rise of Skywalker is out. That will dominate the conversation then. And maybe you don't really know. Oh, I'm sure. Well, then, because and I mean, you know, give it the Mandalorian will still have what, like, two episodes or something like that after yeah, that comes two out. Or three. Yeah. So it's I mean, eight episodes long, right? I believe so. So I mean, and I'm not saying that's like never going to come back or anything, because yeah, I'm sure they'll still talk about it after the movie comes out too. But you know, it's up to the individual. You have to make a choice. You know, it's not up to the people who are watching the show and wanting to talk about it with their friends on the social media platform. That's what it's about. You know, we're not, we're not a press release. We're a social media. So either you have to make a choice to either not be involved with that and remove yourself from that conversation and that platform and that forum, or you have to accept the risks, you know, do what you can to block words or something. But, just accept the risk that you might have to come across something like that. It, it, it's unfortunate. But again, for Disney, who's all trying to be blocking for spoilers and all this kind of stuff, it's a little ironic that they're just going to let it free for half the world, but not the rest for months later. But it, it's, right. that's what we have to deal with. So it's, It is strange. I mean, obviously there's a reason why they didn't um, release the... the the series there, I mean, or the streaming service there. And then I had one of the, the guys I respond to in, in my, uh, you know, we talk on Twitter. His thought was generally, 
why can't you you allow the episode to be rented for a dollar from like Apple? You know, for people who are like other coast, I mean, other side of the of the world, you know, or even two bucks, two fifty, let's say, you get a rental for a week of this for all the people that are in Europe. I don't, I don't you know, see why you couldn't even op- offer that option. I, if and if I was in Europe, I'd do it. Well, I can see where they wouldn't do that for contracts and just different businesses and cross promotion companies or whatever. But I hadn't thought about this yet. It would be interesting if they have a DVD release of the season upon its conclusion that you can buy, like from Amazon or whatever, and that is you can watch them all that way. Oh man, I don't even want to talk about that anymore because I feel like uh, I feel like it's getting less and less. I feel like we're getting uh, further and further away from the possibility of physical releases. Well, I mean, as an industry, it is very much moving less toward that and more away from it, yeah. It is. And and what's cool, though, at the same time, is a lot of these companies are farming out their titles to niche companies. Right. So, you, you know, you've got... I own Big Trouble in Little China. You know, I owned the thing on Blu-ray, but now, you know, Universal will license the titles out to a company like Shout Factory, who will then do an upgrade on the master. They'll turn it into 2K or they'll turn it into 4K. They'll add a ton of uh, special features to it. Uh, they'll sell the disc. You know, you could normally get the disc for 5 to $10, but the new one now is like $30. But if you're a, a collector, you now have probably the last you know, version of this thing until they do 4K or whatever. Right. But but in the meantime, Universal now is like, hey guys, thanks for the uh, the master that we can put on our channel. We appreciate it. So it works both ways, but I don't see Disney doing that. You know, I, I honestly thought that we would have, uh, I just thought that we would have uh, um, like the music already redone now that Disney owns it. We'd already have you know, updated soundtracks with uh, more music than you know the music that's never been released. I I think I would have agreed with you. Uh, whoa, can't speak. I think I would have agreed with you a while ago at that time. Um, but now I can see them keeping that as something for like the the downtime, so to speak. You know, once we're past episode nine and we're in, I don't want to say it a lull because we got a lot of stuff incoming, but. When there's a little less mainstream Star Wars and it's more being marketed toward uh, the fans directly than the mainstream, I could see that being a time when you get more of the like auxiliary things making their way to the markets, like the remaster re-releases for things and all that. Well, that's when you once once the saga has died down, you dip back into look. Here's the here's a book celebrating all the art from the prequel trilogy or sequels here's a here's the music for you know remaster i think i get what you're saying yeah but see the, the one issue with the one issue with physical is is you saw that everybody's everybody's um digital copies got changed right yeah 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 i did hear about that yeah so so that's the other thing that was in the news i think we talked about it i don't remember what was we talked about mcclunky uh, last time, I believe. See, I, I, was it? Or we did? I don't remember. But was it Apple Music that did the change? 
What do you mean? You're talking about the change to the digital soundtracks. Well, they did the change to the digital soundtrack, but all the movies have changed now, too. So if you own the movie on Vudu, and again, you don't really own it. You just own the license to it. You now have the new version. Okay, see, no, I didn't hear that. So, like, the new oh, one that's yeah. on Disney Plus with the that you're talking about with the Greedo thing, that is now all digital version? Or versions? Yes, that's, that's the version that oh. you have. If you already had it, that's the version that you have now. If you don't like that version, I'm sorry. That's the only version that you can have. Yeah, see, I did not hear that. That's so, you interesting. Know, yeah, I mean, I get it. It's not that big of a deal. But imagine if, you know, imagine if you had the pre- no uh return of the jedi or whatever right you know and then you had no choice but to take it see what's interesting is i can't help but imagine this doing nothing but increasing the value of the physical releases over the decades until now oh sure and there's going to be a cottage industry of of you know people downloading it illegally or people you know burning it um there's supposedly there's some really really good 4K versions uh, fan made out there of the original trilogy uh, sans, you know, the special editions. It doesn't have, it's pretty much the, you know, the 1970s version, so to speak. Right. And, you know, I've, I've, I don't have it. I've seen them. You know, supposedly there's a legal gray area to where if you actually own it, having a digital copy of it is not illegal. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I own it on Laserdisc. I own it on VHS. This is the original ones without, you know, without a special edition. Special right. I own the DVD that has it on there. But, you know, I just don't, I don't have a way to show things like that or see it. Or at this point, I, just, I don't feel like searching to download it and look for it. It's not, I don't really hate the, I don't hate the special editions, and if I really want to watch the old ones, I have it on DVD. Like I think pretty much the only significant, at least that I can think of now, versions that I don't have is the Steelbook of the like the the first six. Um, I don't have those, but pretty much all the other ones that have like some form or variant of it, including like you said, the VHSs and all that. Well, I and guess it, they also put back the uh, the they also put back the Fox. Uh, yeah, on the yeah. I, I wasn't surprised by that. A lot of people were, but I wasn't. Like when, when Disney Plus had it, I wasn't surprised by that. And then if they're putting that version everywhere else, then there you go. Let's let's talk about that real quick before we jump into Mandalorian. What's your okay. thoughts about them bringing it back? Um, I mean, it makes sense to me because that's technically, I mean, at the time, that is the production company of the movie. And no, no, they... no, I mean, I mean for the sequel, so that they all fit. Oh, oh. Um... And how would you accomplish it if if you're going to? Because I've had my thoughts, I've expressed it online. You're not online much well, anymore. So. Well, yeah, if you do it, you do it on Disney Plus. You know, because seven's no. seven's there now. Well, yes, sir. Well, and then they're going to be adding eight in just over a month, and then I'm sure nine will be there at some point when after it comes out. So you can do it that way. Um... And therefore, by all digital platforms, I guess, by, by the sound of it. But how would you accomplish it? Would you put the 20th Century Fox logo? As opposed to? Well, 
as opposed to anything else because it doesn't. It's not made by 20th Century Fox. Well, I wouldn't do it. Just for the record, I I I, I wouldn't put it there in the first place. Any reference what about the to them, I wouldn't have it there because I mean that it's it's like cheating. You know, that's they, not how it actually own, is. They own it now. Yeah, but they, being 20th Century Fox, did not do anything for the movie. So it would be nothing but pure, 100% pointless fan service, and I'm not a fan of but that. The, but the Fox fanfare is most notably associated with Star Wars, and it wasn't in use much. I mean, it, it was kind of mothballed until Lucas brought it back for A New Hope, correct? Yeah, I mean, and you see it other places in other movies after that. Um, and yeah, you're right. It is most notably noted for, uh, most notably noted, man, I'm on a roll tonight, um, for the Star Wars use of the fanfare and the, the visuals of it, especially as it got updated over time. So what is it, what is it Tim, when you watch a movie and, you know, I'm supposed to be a cinephile, but I don't know this off the top of my head. <laughs> um, when you watch a movie and it, the screen's dark, yeah, but they have the music from the movie playing before the movie starts. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, what's that called? Do you know off the top of your head? No. <laughs> okay. Like I know a lot of old movies had it, and I think they did it recently for um, Kingdom of Heaven had it. It's like an entry act or something. I don't know. I can't speak French. But what yeah. if they, what if they did it that way? What if screen goes dark, right? You hear the drums, you hear all that, right? Okay. And then the Lucasfilm logo and everything else does not come up until the appropriate time. You don't see the 20th Century Fox logo. That would just seem weird, though. Okay, what if you put the Disney Castle where the 20th Century Fox logo would be? Uh, Same thing, because that has an iconic sound with that. Okay, so what if... You put that new bumper. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. The official Star Wars bumper that's in front of Mandalorian. Like yeah. Marvel has Marvel has their logo. So now Star Wars has a logo. What if you put that on all the sequels with that music? It would still seem wrong, because at least you would for rather me, not have that music at all than any of the compromises that I gave you. Yeah, because for me, like this is gonna sound weird, but like you know, when I'm young, growing up watching Star Wars, the spotlights on the 20th Century Fox logo were like lightsabers to me. So the visuals and the music were both a part of leading into Star Wars. Oh, Tim. All right, I'm gonna disagree with you. You're not allowed to do that. (laughs) But no, like I said, I I just feel like it's not going to be right to split them. I mean, same thing. Like if they had just the um, visual without the music, which I think they have done that on some other movies before. And it is kind of weird. But especially for Star Wars. Like, again, for the record, I don't think there should be any reference to the, the visual or the sound for any of the sequel trilogy unless Fox is working on the movie, which they haven't been. But if they did, it would just feel off and, and kind of wrong. And it, it would just, you would know, because everybody talks about, you know, you hear those sounds, you hear the drums, and you know you're getting into Star Wars, right? 
But if yeah. you experience that in a way that's not like you're used to, like just the audio with no visual or whatever, you're going to, at some level, you're going to feel that something's off. You're like, this is not right. This is different. This is not how it's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> I, I, honestly, again, having said all this and spent this conversation on it, I do think in the scale of the entire theater and movie experience, it's going to be a relatively small thing no matter what. Um, but I don't know. I just I wouldn't go there. I don't think they're going to, and I wouldn't. Well, if they put the new bumper on it, just put the new bumper on it because it seems like they might. It should have its own uh, new iconic music with it since it's a new bumper. Yeah, whatever, whatever they have now is I don't know what that is. Beeps and boops. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fine. I wouldn't call it iconic, but it's fine. It took I mean, a little I like... while. It took a little while for Marvel though. It did, but I do like the the way it looks. I think it looks great. I love Marvels. <laughs> it's good. And what's cool about that is that <laughs> this is going to sound so weird after the conversation we just had, but the sound changes for that too, you know. And they do have a consistent one that I think is one that Brian no was it was it Tyler or Chikino who did that it's one? Chikino. It's Chikino now. Okay. Because like they had something they tried to stick into a few of the intros, but it's not they always to, there in every single one. Well, yeah, because now sometimes there's like I, I think the Spider-Man one was the most recent to where it was something else. I think so. It was Whitney Houston, I think. Yeah, sounds yeah, it was something like that. She was singing "I Will Always Love You." That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know. You don't really remember that movie that much. Well, I I saw it once. I liked it. I don't particularly remember the song choice of the opening credits. Oh, wow, Tim. But it, it said it sounds familiar. Like, yeah, I think that, that fits. That seems correct. Star Wars fanboy. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, we knew that. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars, guess what? We have a TV show now. It's called oh, The Mandalorian. What a TV show this is. Let me just... Yeah. We're, we're two episodes in, or chapters, or whatever you want to call it. But basically, we're two episodes into the series. Um, if I remember correctly, there are eight episodes for the first season. Emphasis on the first season, because there is another one on the way, which we'll kind of get into that in just a few minutes. But uh, Hey, um... Sorry, Tim. Well, I, I was just going to... I let you be... be be the host instead of me. <laughs> well, no, I was going to bring up that we have a second episode now. Last week, we did our live commentary for the pilot, episode one. Um, and this time, we have an episode two that just came out on Friday that we can be talking about. Um, before we do that, though, is there anything else you wanted to mention, Mark? Uh, I just want to say, first of all, I, I think the idea of... Um... Boy, just the whole presentation is is awesome. I know I know we talked a bit about um, some people wanted it to be binged, and I like that we're not getting it binged because we talk about it. You know what I mean? We you don't have a person who just stayed home all day, first day, and then watched it all, and then now you're behind with any conversation. This is more you of a know, community uh, experience together. It is, and I wish a lot of our community was involved, but they're not because it's not available to them, but it's far more right. communal than the other way. 
That's number right. one. Number two is the way that they're releasing the soundtrack. This this really does become like an event all day for me, you know. Right. So so I I got up on Friday. Uh, was it Friday? Yeah, I got up on Friday, and I had to watch it on my phone because I couldn't wait. I wanted to see what was happening, and it's sacrilegious for me, but I wanted to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to get spoiled. I didn't want to hear everybody else talking about it, so I watched it. It still gave me goosebumps on my phone walking to work. Yeah. And then you get you get to I get to work and I'm looking, bam, there's the music. <laughs> ready ready for you to stream from, you know, Apple Play or Apple Music, Google Play, whatever. And so you've got that to listen to all day. And it's just a nice setup to where they're to the way they're doing this. Right. And I don't I don't know if that was a plan. I mean obviously it's a plan, but they're just they're just giving me a like Happy giddy Star Wars Day, you know. Yeah, and and it's it's kind of a good sign for the show that it's uh, right now we're recording this Monday, and when this morning after I got up, I'm like, okay, I'm like, kind of wish that we had a new episode tomorrow like we did last week, and then uh, another one on Friday, and twice a week would be awesome. <laughs> it's, it's a but, sign that something's but, working. But before you know it, it would be done. And we'd have nothing to talk about, and we'd be like, "Man, I wish there was more Star Wars." And yeah. right now, you know, it, it's almost like the way it's going to work out now is that we're going to get this, and then when does Clone Wars drop? I believe isn't that like February or or March? Wait, are you telling me that it's still going to drop before the people in Europe have it? Oh, oh, definitely. Oh man, let me let me find. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. Get an official date. Okay. Uh, the next season will be available for streaming in February 2020. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> so this ends, right? Uh-huh. Uh, in January, I think. Yeah. Right around. I mean, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. 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 You'll have you'll have a few episodes. You'll have a few episodes left, maybe of uh, Resistance. Yeah. And then bam, we'll jump right into Clone Wars. But how many episodes is that going to be? I don't know. I, I thought it was eight, maybe. I thought it was the same. And will they be released every week? If they're smart, they release it every week. Well, so far, I, I think Disney Plus is doing that for all their shows, right? I don't think they've had any that are dumped a season at a time. Yeah, I haven't seen it like that. I'm also watching that uh, the Imagineering story, which is basically, yeah. so far, the story of them making Disneyland, Disney World, all that type of stuff. Right. And it had the second episode on there before I knew it, so maybe it's released every Friday as well. Well, because like, I, I haven't watched it yet, but one of the series I was interested in is The, uh, the World According to Jeff Goldblum. And right. I I went in when it was released to add it to my watch list or whatever, and there was just one episode out. So that's another okay. one. Yeah, maybe it is. It's a smart idea. I mean, you know, I I, I like the idea of it. I, yeah. I think I think binging is awesome if you want to catch up on a show. Right. I mean, you still have the option if you want to, you know, 
been to, oh you know what's i wonder if, if like the european release of disney plus is it gonna be entire seasons at a time or i guess the whole first season or are they gonna release it weekly over there i don't know how they could do that at that point i don't know how they could be like hey guess what we're gonna be super super <laughs> i mean yeah i would be that would be unfortunate i just don't know how they're planning to do it huh that would be sad. Yeah. I was so going to go somewhere else, and then that thought occurred to me. How many times did you watch um, the first episode? Twice. Yeah, yeah twice. Surprised. I know some people, I think, was it Drew watched it like, I don't know. He watched like three times in the first like two hours. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I watched the first one twice, um, and the second episode I've only seen once so far. Um, I mean, it's it's good. Like, I don't mind seeing it again, and I might watch them again. It's it's really just like a time thing for me. But um, what's great about it is that it's literally there to watch whenever you want at any point. Right. It's not going anywhere. Right. It's not going to be out of the theaters. That that's another cool thing about it, you know. There's, you're just talking about how we when the season's done and we're gonna want more Star Wars, and then it's only like a month until Clone Wars comes out and all that. I mean, these are instantly there. Like with a movie, there's a period of time after you see it where you still have to wait to see it again or whatever. Like these are there. Like they're released and they're yours essentially to watch whenever you want, wherever you want. Oh yeah, why don't you keep paying them their monthly? Uh, you know. Yeah. But I mean that that's just not something I'm used to with uh, uh, Star Wars. Well, okay. So here's an example of something. This this is me versus my son. I have a closet full of Blu-rays. I have Blu-rays on my bookshelf. I have Blu-rays underneath my TV. I have Blu-rays beside the TV. I have Blu-rays probably (laughs) randomly spread around the house. I have DVDs still. I'm I'm a physical media collector, so. I haven't bought Captain Marvel on Blu-ray yet. Right. Um, and so I think it's going to be like $5.99 or something like that uh, at Walmart on Black Friday. So I'm telling my son, no. I said, no, it's going to be $5.99. You know how great a price that is? And he goes, but we have it. <laughs> I said, no, I don't. I don't, I don't own it. I, I, I didn't buy it. Dad, it's on Disney+. Plus. We have it. I said, no, we don't have it. You can, <laughs> they can take that away from you. We don't own it. Yeah. You have to buy it. And he just looks at me like, you're, you're crazy. Well, look what's happening right now. We were just talking about the Star Wars digital version of the movies that's being changed. Oh, yeah. You know, they, like, uh, I, I, guess, I guess Dumbo's edited? I, I don't even know. Well, there, there's definitely some in the original Dumbo. There's definitely some... Uh, caricatures, stereotypes, some offensive, uh, you know. Right. But it's edited, I think, on, on Disney Plus is, is what I read. And I get that, but at the same time, it's like, it's a time capsule of when it was made. You know, I think if you explain it appropriately enough, it shouldn't be a problem. You know, and and if it and if it if it's something that you find offensive or might trigger you or whatever, then you don't watch it. 
I mean, that that turns into a much bigger conversation about like society and history, <laughs> you know? Well, and, sure. And, and, but I, and I feel like Disney right now, they're just trying to, I mean, I guess they're just trying to, to put out their, their best version of themselves right now. You know, they're, they're upgrading uh, or upscaling some of their movies to 4K and the HDR and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they're putting out the George Lucas most recent tweaks of the Star Wars movies and all that. So I feel like they're probably just trying to put their best foot forward with these movies on this platform. And they're seeing us changing uh, potentially offensive things. So, yeah, I haven't read about it like you did, but um, I, I guess that's what well, they're going they, for. But they also have a history of it, too. I mean, they, they've, they've taken out the cigarette smoking and cartoons that they had. Um, there is... You know, I think it's an offensive uh, image of, uh, I forget his name. Roger Rabbit had some offensive stuff I think they edited uh, out. But I think on the Blu-ray that I have, it has both versions. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, it, it, there was, there's one where the, where the, the baby, that's really not a baby. Yeah. I think he walks on, under the girl's skirt and pretty much puts his finger straight up. Ah. Uh. But yeah, you got you to slow it down to see it. Uh huh. So yeah, they they've changed a lot of stuff, you know. But it's it's interesting though that that some of the like I don't think it's on there, but I have a DVD set of the wartime stuff that uh, Walt Disney made. He made a lot of wartime, um, right? Uh, military training films, some some cartoons. And it was had a really nice documentary on the history of it and why he did it and all that. Right. And that would make an awesome thing for Disney Plus, but I don't think it's on there. You know, but, I, I, I mean, well, maybe it some will, of it is offensive. Some of it is offensive as well. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting too because I wonder how much of it will be coming, or even those stories. Honestly, even if it, it's not about. Uh, or not not the same version of what you saw, but they can still take the same story of what he did with um, war efforts or whatever and make that into an episode of another show about Walt Disney's life or something like that. I could see them doing that kind of thing too. And they could be turning it into entirely, you know, they could be turning it into a long documentary with bits and pieces of the cartoons, but not the offensive part of the cartoons. Right. So we'll see. I mean, we don't even, on a lighter note, we don't even have droids, the old cartoon show in there. We don't even have the holiday know. special. Well, I get that one, although it would be <laughs> cool to have it on there. But we don't even have, you know, Caravan of Courage. We don't have the Ewok movies. We don't have, you know, the, the Ewok cartoons. To me, that doesn't make sense because we've talked about it before. If you're going to have Lego Star Wars, that's not canon either. Yeah. You know, you've got 8 million different Spider-Man cartoons on there. Yeah. And none of those don't go together. Why not just slap Legends on the stuff that isn't part of the current canon and go from there? I don't know. We haven't talked about Mandalorian yet. Well, I was going to say, before we move on to the next point, I want to take a minute, just real quick, and check in with you and see how the food's going. Good. I've got the the chicken uh, already. Uh, um, I got the flour and the chicken. I'm about to start up the oil on that. I've got the 
tomatoes and onions cooked. I'm going to add rice to that in a little bit. I'm about to start cooking some pinto beans a little bit. So it's going. Nice. Have right. a little glass of whiskey. It's 91 here today. What? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? I, uh, what? Yeah. It's pretty cold by me, okay? <laughs> like, well, it's gonna get cold tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna be like seventy something, I think. That's not that. That's not cold. No, it's not. No. What temperatures you got? That seventies is like room temperature. Oh, I don't know, maybe in your room. Right now, my room temperature is probably eighty. That's, that's hot. I'm sweating. Yeah, like okay, seventy. Tomorrow, oh, I'm sorry. Tomorrow is seventy six. Well, I'll say like the seventy-two we, to seventy-six range is like your average household out here. But then we then we jump to sixty-three Wednesday with oh tomorrow's supposed to rain. I love rain, and then thunder or lightning with lightning on Wednesday and rain on Thursday. Yes. Sorry, I'm still stuck on the fact that it's ninety-one for yes. you. It's frigid out here right now. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's going to get cold tomorrow. It's going to be in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I, there, there's one thing I do want to point out and discuss about the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. However, it is more leaning toward a spoiler conversation for other things relating to Star Wars, so I'm going to save that for the end. Um, so for right now, one thing I wanted to discuss is something that you noticed uh, recently on, on Twitter. And to preface, we'll say that they are uh, supposedly and apparently filming the second season of The Mandalorian right now. Um, that's based yes. off of stuff that Jason Ward making Star Wars has, has seen and posted about. Um, so that that process is going on right now. And so with that context, Mark, what did you notice somebody say recently? Like, I'll read it in a bit, but just overall, what did you notice? So Katie Sackoff, um, she played, uh, boy, she played uh, Starbuck on Battlestar Galactica, the reboot. She was in, I believe, the most recent Chronicles of Riddick uh, movie. She was in, I think, in the TV show Longmire. Uh, she's pretty popular. She also voiced Bo-Katan. How do you say Christ? Uh, I don't know, just Bo-Katan's <laughs> what I hear. Bo-Katan, um, the Mandalorian in the Clone Wars. That's correct. Was she also in Rebels? I don't remember. Uh, I think, yeah, I think she had like a couple episodes. So, anyway, she's established as a character. Well, she just mentioned something today, I think about filming or something exciting today. Uh, and, and also, let me just preface it by saying, she looks like the character is drawn. I mean, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, not a, it's not a matter of, you know, if you had to find somebody to play Ahsoka, do you have Ashley Eckstein do it? Or do you cast somebody else? With a different like, voice, you know what I mean? R Rosario Dawson is a big fan cast for her. Well, I, I do like Rosario Dawson. She's good. Yeah. Uh, I have the tweet here, and yeah, this is on uh, Friday. 
Uh, she posted, gotta say, today was pretty much a career high for me. One day soon you'll understand what I mean, but for right now, just know that it's the coolest thing ever. So not a lot of context with that, but the top reply is a picture of Bo-Katan there. Um, and yeah, I mean, if they're filming season two of The Mandalorian right now, and she posts that, I mean, you can put two and two together here, and it would make a lot of sense for her to show up as that character in the show. Um, for sure. And, and not uh, everything not everything is filmed outside. You well, know, but one, sound stages. One other thing that did just occur to me, though, is, I mean, they, unless there's like a flashback, they'd have to age her. Mm, yeah, but she could look younger. Does that make sense? Or I mean, let's be. Well, I wouldn't do that. Well, no, they have to. They have to age her a little bit. They have to age her a little bit. Now you got me. Now you got me wondering. <laughs> huh. Because somebody somebody mentioned on Twitter, and I don't remember who it was, but that uh, that if the rumors he was hearing were true, that that this show would be Game of Thrones Mandalore before you know it. I think. Did I mention that to you? I don't remember for sure hearing that, but that makes sense. Well, yeah. I, I, if it if it goes that way. You know, and and again, we're just scratching the surface. There's so many new things that 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 this show have just suddenly entered in as possibilities. Like everyone's like, "Well, what are you going to do a Star Wars movie about? What's the movie right. going to be about?" Right. Well, now I'm like, hmm. Didn't didn't the Mandalorians fight the Jedi and the Sith at one point? That was the the, the story. Right, a long time ago. Right. So now that you've got this thing out there and everyone's seeing it, and they're like, Mandalorian. Oh, that's a Mandalorian. The guy with that mask, they're a Mandalorian. He's a Mandalorian, they're a Mandalorian. Now you've got the possibilities for that movie, if it's the Jedi and the Sith and the Mandalorians and all that fighting, you've got that possibility. You've got a series just set on Mandalore as a possibility. Getting to our little favorite Baby Yoda, He's fifty, right? Yeah. So, so what is a what is adolescence or what is an adult for him? Two hundred, you think? Uh, I mean, who, who Yoda knows? Was, Yoda I mean, nine, Yoda was nine hundred and old. Yeah. So you would say at two hundred, he's maybe what twenty five. Well, but we don't know what they age like. We don't. They don't have the same age progression as we do necessarily. But but imagine if Star Wars going forward is this guy in 200, 200 years from now. Everybody that you know is dead. Right. It's a way to start. You know, if you choose to go about the future of Star Wars, it's a way to to sort of have a um, what is it like an anchor. To things that we know. Right. And this guy, you know, you, you see that, spo- spoiler, you see that he has force powers. You know, who knows what he's doing 200 years from now? Because they're not going to kill him. He's not dying. There's, there is, the, the outcry would be insane <laughs> if, if they killed <laughs> Baby Yoda. Insane. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, there's a there's like a I don't want to say zero, so I'll say a one percent chance of that happening. Maybe less than one. 
Yeah, I, I don't, I don't foresee it happening myself. And so I think it, it, with that, you know, so what are the possibilities of him going forward then? You know, th- there's a lot of stuff that's coming out of this show that that they can do. I mean, it's very true. And what's interesting about it too is there a potential tie-in already from this episode two to what they can do in the movie, even if it's not Yoda or, or Yoda species or whatever, or that character, baby Yoda, but implication, you know, I'm just, okay. I, I'm just going to, at this point, consider this a spoiler alert for episode nine stuff. Um, it's very obvious that baby Yoda was trying to heal the Mandalorian, right? When he was injured, yeah. he just kept like waddling up to him and he kept putting him back, you know? That is the first reference, really, we've gotten to healing through the Force on screen. And that is, of course, our understanding relating to Episode Nine and, and what Ray's abilities include. So it's interesting that they can use this as a medium to introduce new concepts to us that are going to be later explored in something like Episode Nine. They've, they've tried that kind of thing with like Rebels and Rogue One. Um, a little bit, we like saw great, but it, it wasn't the same. It wasn't like we were trying to see a new application of the force for the first time, you know. So well, they're introducing not only new things to us by things like Baby Yoda, but things that are going to pretty soon come right back around to us with the next movie. Well, what about this as well? The we all expected that Clone Wars would be premiering with Disney Plus, right? Yeah. Why did they? Why did they stretch it out until after the Mandalorian's over? I mean, maybe uh, just retain uh, retention. Sure, possibly. Or since we know one of the major arcs is the Siege of Mandalore, maybe it ties in. Well, I can almost see that being the reverse then, where they'd want to do the Siege of Mandalore first, and then have Easter eggs from that in the Mandalorian. Possible, but you've also got the rumor. There is a rumor that you know Obi Wan is in this season. Yeah, that's that's another thing I was going to get to. Thank you for bringing that up because I almost well, overlooked it. Because what if one of the arcs is the flashback? Yeah, the, if for, if anybody doesn't know, there has been a like report slash leak slash rumor, whatever you want to call it. Um, that we are going to be seeing the young Mandalorian in his flashbacks when he's a kid, and uh, we had that scene already with the battle droids in the background, um, that he is like discovered or, or found by Clone Wars-era Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan in the show. Right, and we haven't seen everything that we've already seen in the trailer, right? The, yeah, like, including IG-11. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, cause I'm wondering if he's going to come back. Because at one point, it's in a TV spot um, where uh, who I think it was Gina Carano said, um, like, what are they waiting for or something like that? And he's uh, IG-11 says the Mandalorian is his reply. And that wasn't in the first episode. Like, the, the background was entirely different. He never said that. So either there's a new IG robot in there or he makes some sort of return, I would think. Somebody fixes him up. It's like, guy. Come on, goes after him. I could see the Mandalorian. I could see him being like, "Hey, you know, he was a good." I mean, he even said, "For a droid, you're pretty good." So I could see him trying to fix him up and having him as part of his crew. Would be nice. I Man, I, I did like that character. 
Well, plus, he's, I think he's even in the background when you pull up the Mandalorian, right? That artwork there? Isn't he the one on the left? Uh, I'm not sure. I'd have to look. I think so. So I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up coming back. Um, but So I forget how we got to that. <laughs> well, we're just talking about the fact that Obi-Wan is rumored to be in it, and there's still a lot of stuff. You know, we still don't know how if, if Yoda, Baby Yoda, Clonoda, or whatever he is, if he's gonna last the whole, you know, the whole eight episodes, because it does seem like from the first, are you able to find the synopsis for the third episode? Uh, I can find it real quick. I, I remember I read a uh, supposed leak about the plot for the episode, but but I mean, if you read the synopsis, if you read the synopsis for the first three that were released, it definitely sounds like it's done at three. I do, yeah, I do remember thinking that it was it was the first arc. Like he goes to collect on his bounty, I think is what it says, or or whatever it is. Wow, this is there's so many reviews; it's hard to find like a yeah, synopsis. But right. yeah, the, the point is, that I do remember what you're saying that it seemed like it was a first three episode arc, based off right. of when I did read them. But I, I don't know. I haven't I haven't been like this sort of giddy about Star Wars in a long time. Um, and it seems like a lot of the people are giddy about Star Wars. The people who hate Last Jedi seem to like Mandalorian, and the people who love Last Jedi seem to like Mandalorian. The people who say Disney sucks, they still think Disney sucks. <laughs> but they also still seem to like Mandalorian. <laughs> no, not that I've seen. They're like, I'm not watching that. Well, but I'm saying the people who have watched it, at least from what I've seen, will be oh. like, I hate everything that Disney's done, except for this. <laughs> I don't know how you, can, you can't say Rogue One either, to be honest. But... Well, I mean, they're, they're kind of similar in tone right now, at, at this point. You know, and, and I think the other crazy thing is, is that just the amount of world building, you know, look, I don't want to bash the sequels because the sequels are doing... They're doing a good job. But the amount of world building that they've done so quickly in just two episodes, like I've always wanted to see inside more of a sand crawler. The yeah. sand crawler attack to where the, the jaw was and they were going against each other. Uh, that was fantastic. It's like straight out of Super Star Wars for the Super Nintendo. I, I was about you know? to bring that up about the whole Jawas and the Sandcrawler thing because when when they showed them and they just the Jawas are just there as a character, I'm like, all right, you know, like they're they're going for it. You can tell, like they're just like, you know what? Let's just throw in a bunch of Jawas with the Sandcrawler and have that be a scene, and yep. and that's doesn't, great. Doesn't matter. It's not Tatooine. Makes no difference. Yeah, it's it's like Arthro Seven or something. I don't know. Maybe that's some type of medicine that I see in pharmacy <laughs> at my work, but it's something. <laughs> Something in a number. Yeah. You know, and uh, Phil Sotzak, uh, the concept guy on on uh, Twitter and who writes the books, he suggested, hey, look, they could have just stowed a ride on a ship and now, and now they're in uh, this planet. It's like, you're right. They could have. You know, to, to assume that one species has to stay in another part of the galaxy, you know, maybe they got tired of being... Cut out by other Jawas. Well, and we know that Jawas exist on Jakku, so that's already that there. That's true. Jakku's, Jakku's kind of boring. 
it kind of i mean it kind of is but we also have barely touched it i mean we have like this small little like it's not even like a town just like a yeah outpost, outpost. yeah and that's it <laughs> like the whole planet there's this huge massive battle that happened there and we just have like this little outpost on the whole planet i would love to see that one day oh that'd be great I definitely would love to see that. You, you but, can almost do that in The Mandalorian if there's this whole thing about Boba Fett. Which which we saw him in the episode that you sent. There, there's somebody in armor that looks pretty darn close to his. In he even the has premiere. a dent in the helmet. I didn't even notice that, does it? Oh, yeah. Who was it? Uh, Bresnikin was talking about it. Uh, oh! Remember when, it, when, the, when the premiere ended? And I told you, I'm like, somebody was talking about who was that in the shadows, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, but I didn't see anything. I bet that's what they were talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about that. Okay. And again, they've never quite fully put a stamp on the fact that, that Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian. Or that his father wasn't. They just have one of the leaders like, you know... <laughs> Let's not talk about that guy. Yeah. You know, he's not one of us. Well, maybe maybe because you didn't like him or you excommunicated him or whatever, but he could have Mandalorian bloodline. Yeah. You know, and, and, and maybe, you know, I think Drew was suggesting this to me, maybe that becomes his house at one point. Because he doesn't have a clan or he hasn't been given his, what is it? Did they say clan? Uh, or his, his signet or something. Signet, I think that's what it was. So he hasn't. Re- I don't think he's received who he is yet. You know, so maybe he ends up being like Fett. But his name's like Steve Fett or something, and he's the man. <laughs> Steve Fett. Yeah. So, uh, where what? I'm trying to remember. There is an interview with Pedro Pascal, and he yes. says something about the character's name. Well, now he that, said the that, character's name. Yeah, 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 and, and it that doesn't necessarily mean like the clan or anything. And I don't remember what it was, but it was an original name. It was not associated with any previous character that I know of. Right, but you could get you you could be given that name. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, as like a clan adoption or whatever. We talked about we talked about Beskar, and now there's this kind of armor thing, and and it happened. A lot of that metal was taken during the purge. We don't necessarily know what the purge is. Right. You know, that's a new part of canon. The Purge could be, you know, when the Jedi had their thing. You know, when the Jedi and them fought. Right. You know, when the Jedi and the Mandalorians and the Sith fought, a lot of that stuff could have been taken away then. Or it could have been taken away by the Galactic Empire. And Galactic Empire has come across, you know, since they're raiding everything. <laughs> they've, they've come across, you know, strongholds of it, and they're stamping their emblem on it. We don't know, but that's another type of world building. You know, we've got yeah. we've got the new creature that was the mud uh mud tusk or whatever. Whatever yep. that creature is, he's got an egg. Apparently Jawas get all like cracked out over over egg yolk. <laughs> yeah, it, that was kind of weird, but in a good way. We had the, the sea creature. We've got a lot of stuff, you know, and, and it's and this is only the second episode. I mean, it's really true, because like you said, um, I like the sequels. I, I enjoy those movies. I'm super psyched about episode nine. Um, 
but there is a little bit of an element of what you see is what you get with them. And right. and like you said already here it feels more immersive. It feels less like you're watching a story like you do with the sequels which is fine, they're movies, but this does feel more immersive into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I feel like like okay, so for Solo, right? Yeah. I could have watched a half hour of them playing Sabacc. And would have been happy. Yeah. Would it have, would it have made for a good movie? No, it wouldn't have. But would it have made for a good episode of a TV show? Absolutely. Yeah. Like if you saw 30 minutes of them playing against each other, like a, a Maverick type, you know, for the, the TV show, the movie with uh, Mel Gibson. If you saw that, you know, where it's trying to outdo each other or even the whole, what is it? Uh, um, Casino Royale, all yeah. the gambling in that scene. Yeah. If you had that, that makes for a great TV show. So you're allowed to get crazy with the show in ways that, you know, you're not with the movie. You're not allowed to do a half hour gambling or, you know, doing going on a hunt for an egg. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And, and, and I, what's interesting about this show, too, and, and this is kind of like a overall thought about it which is the first two episodes it really pulls you in and it feels like it's over after 10 minutes and it's not just the pilot i, I said that at the time and i was wondering if that's because of how it, how much hype there was how excited we were it just seemed like it was so quick we're used to the movies and this is not that length blah 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 but episode two was the same thing and it was a little bit shorter than the pilot but even still yeah. it didn't it did not seem like the length that it was it felt like 10 15 minutes into it it was already done Oh, see, I found the opposite. I thought I thought I got like, I didn't feel gypped by the story. I was like, wow. I mean, other than wanting more. Well, I, I mean, I mean that in a good way. I mean, like it was so like it, it pulled me in, and then oh, yeah, yeah, I, I had so, like, such a great time with it. I'm like, wait, it's already over. Like that was that was so good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really happy w- with this. And then the next episode. So that was the episode that was, uh, I think, directed by was it Rick. Fukuyama, maybe? Yeah. Okay, who did, I think, the TV show Dope, maybe? First one is Dame Filoni. Next one is, I don't, I want to say, Deborah Chow? Perhaps? Uh, let, me, let me look it up. And I saw, the, I saw the rankings of what people had said. And a lot of people who saw the first three thought that this, that the second one, was their least favorite. Not to say it's bad, but they went like 3-1-2, a lot of people. So I personally think the second one's my favorite so far. We've only had two, but... Huh. Well, IMDb has... uh, IMDb has how many episodes they directed, but I need to find... Well, I think at the live press conference, I'm pretty positive at the live press conference that they had the other day. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it or not streamed, um, but I was watching it, and I'm pretty positive yes. she said she she directed the third episode. Yeah, chapter three and seven were Deborah Chow. Okay, so keep in mind that she has been slated, I believe, to direct all of the Obi Wan series. That's my understanding. Yeah. In, in large part to, I imagine, how well these episodes turned out. So it's interesting that if people, a lot of people are saying that three is their favorite, she directed it, 
She's also now directing Obi-Wan. It's like, I'm really curious to see how well she does. And, and, and I like that they're finding people that want to play in this universe. Oh, yeah. I, like, one of the things at, at that, uh, um, that live sort of Q&A or whatever was just how thankful and happy that Gina Carano was to be there. Like, she was thanking everybody for the opportunity and saying she loves coming to work. And she was thanking the hairstylist and the this and the that and the people who did it. And it's like, wow, you know? Yeah. That, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And, ev- and everybody was excited. They, I guess from what they said that a lot of the directors were always there for the other person's episode. So well, it, wasn't I- like, it wasn't like, you know, um, um, God, what's her name? Uh, Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, it's not like Bryce Dallas Howard came in, directed her episodes, and left. Right. She directed her episodes, and other people, the other directors watched her. And when they did her episodes, she watched other people. So it was really a community sort of thing, which I think is, I think it's fantastic. It's fantastic for them as far as their experience goes, for the actors and their experience. And it's fantastic for us as viewers for continuity and, and oh, just for an, sure. underst- an understanding of the identity of the show. Yeah, because so far there's been two directors, and it hasn't felt disjointed. It felt like one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it completely fit together. I mean, because even, even if they, they like, approached a shot differently or whatever, I, I don't know, it, just, it feels the same so far with two episodes, but it, it feels like it's the same show, same production, and... It, it's not you're not being distracted by um you know like oh wow <laughs> wonder why he decided to do that when feloni decided to blah blah like no it's all good right right yeah it's, it's good i'm really looking forward to it and, and the thing that's cool about it too for me is that it's consistent so i can realize like every friday from here on out uh well you know for the rest of the year um we're gonna have some good Star Wars TV show to look forward to. It's going to be nice again to rely on that because up in, since uh, I like Rebels, you know, I had a, kind of an up and down with it, but overall I do like it. There were some really great moments in there. Uh, Resistance again, I enjoy it. It's not a big thing for me, but you know, like I take it for what it's worth. The the real big events for me are the movies, of course, episodes seven and eight. Those are things I care about, and those are spread out over years. So to have something more consistent on a week-to-week basis like this to be looking forward to is something I haven't really had since Clone Wars, and it's it's fantastic to have that. And then toward the end, we're going to throw in another Star Wars movie. And then once we're done with that, we're going to finish up this series. And then as you already pointed out, then we're pretty much straight back into Clone Wars from there. And then... After that, I don't know the timing. There will be a little bit of a, of a time jump, but then we're going to have more Mandalorian. We're going to have an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. We're going to have a Cassian one. And those are going to be consistent week-to-week things to look forward to as well. So it's going to be a good time. And this is still just the very beginning. And it's fun. It's something to look forward to. I, I'm seriously looking forward to Friday. I'm like, I just want to see the next one. <laughs> Um, and that's a great thing. It, it's healthy for the community right now, and uh, it's great for us as fans. So I'm looking forward to it. I couldn't say better. 
<laughs> that that's like the oh. best thing to respond with too. I'm sorry. No, no, I know. I, I mean, like it's fine. You know, if you don't like, that's fine. I just feel like okay. I've said my no. piece. Now Mark's gonna take the stage and say something even better, and no. then. <laughs> no, I keep cutting you off, so I'm trying to like you know let you have your. Is, is, do I hear frying in the background? Shut up. No, it's a good thing. You do, yes, you do. Is it? Is it? You know is it simmering well? Have you flipped it over yet? Yes, I'm in the middle of doing that. Right now. I think yeah. honestly that that you know how some people go to sleep to white noise. Oh, yeah. I could probably go to sleep the sound of oil frying. Uh, it, it's, it's, ca- it's kind of similar to like the rain sound, like rain on the rooftop. You watch, ready? Yeah. I wouldn't get burnt. Can you hear it? I can only hear it when you talk. Oh, well. It's fine. Right now. I don't want to burn off my face getting too close to the oil. <laughs> hey, you know, if it's for, if it's for the show, you're doing it in, in good reason. <laughs> so is you. Yeah. Oh, but you also have the beard to watch out for, right? But it's not going to catch on fire. It's going to get caked with grease, if anything. Well, yeah, but I mean, you don't want it to, like, you know, be an issue. That's true. That's true. I don't want to get my beard in the uh... And people's uh, food either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't want that. All right. Anyway. Uh... Oh, hey, real quick. Uh, yeah. Follow the music. Because I had a, there was a discussion with a, a guy online. He's uh, He has a music show. He's, he's really good. He's been around. I respect his opinion. But he thought that the show suffered by not referencing Williams scores or Williams themes when when it could have and and I don't think it needs it. Yeah, I have like a mini rant about that. Okay, go ahead. So we have had the this is going to sound so. Let me okay. The first thing that I want to say is that the people know if you listen to the show, I am kind of huge into uh, film scores. I have a lot of I haven't gone into it too much, but I have a, an extensive background working with it actually, um, and I am a huge fan of it. And it all started solely because of the John Williams Star Wars music, just like half of Hollywood's composers today. So, like, it's the number one film sound ever. It's amazing. We've had it since 1977. It's huge. It's iconic. And I talked to you not that long ago, Mark, about how I really hope that we get, like, a a main theme fanfare reference in Episode Nine, just in a, a heroic scene or something. I hope that we get that. Michael Giacchino did a fantastic job of introducing a new type of Star Wars music because it is still hugely identifiable as Star Wars, without a doubt. The DNA is Star Wars. but And, and he had his references in there, but it was new. And you could tell it wasn't John Williams as good of a job as he did because it wasn't. And then John Powell enters the scene and he takes a little bit of a step further where he has John Williams compositions, new ones to work with for solo, but it is 100% a John Powell score that fits in the star Wars universe. And for me, Ludwig Gorenson has just taken that third step to where this works for what the show is. And, and it's original and it's true to him as a composer. And if, the style is so unique. It fits for the show, but it's so unique that if you throw in a John Williams 
reference to it, it's not going to flow with the rest of the DNA of this music at this point. It has evolved for the purposes of this show. I don't think that Gorenson should do episode nine music like he did for the Mandalorian. Cause that's not what it's about. So if they put in John Williams music as previously established into this show, you're reusing something that doesn't belong at, at this phase for this project. Not to say anything bad about it. Of course, again, it's amazing. It's my favorite thing ever. I love it. But it's just, there's a time and place for it to keep it special. And that's not the Mandalorian. Well, you know, and I completely agree. The idea was that we should have got the Jawa music when the Jawas were around. And obviously we should have got the, because it's the Jawa theme. Oh, and you're you're obligated. You have to do that. You can't come up with new music for for well, this. Like, you, there's a Jawa on screen. We have to use the Jawa music now. Right, and it could have been. It could have been. That could have been Tatooine Jawa music. Yeah, or you here's know? an idea. It could have just been music that they wanted to do for A New Hope for that scene. That's it. Right. Yeah, because it's called the Little People Work. Yeah, I mean, look, we we as Star Wars fans are so used to making everything a theme. You know, and and it's fair because there are a lot of themes in Star Wars, but not every single piece of music for a scene has to be the theme for that thing. Right. Every time you saw Jawa on screen, you don't get that music. You know, and the other thought was that he should have used, we should have got the Force theme or whatever uh, when Baby Yoda used the. Yeah, I disagree with that too. Well, so do I. And, and I think ultimately, you know, I, I think Solo relied on it more, obviously, than Rogue One did. But those are all sort of, you know, related to the saga. I think the further that we get away from the saga, you know, the more important it is to to start new music. You know, and, and, and as much as I loved Clone Wars and Rebels, and I think Kiner is, is a, a great composer... Some of the choices that he used in bringing back themes, it didn't feel like it was appropriate for the scene. It felt like he was relying on that music. When he had, he really shined when he created his own music, like those Ahsoka episodes where where she was on trial or whatever, uh, or she was escaping. That that that's some of the great stuff. But when he yeah. relied on you know the John Wick stuff, and it didn't necessarily fit where he was trying to use it, it I think it diminished it a little bit. And then going back to the, like the Baby Yoda using the Force thing and, and potentially having the Force theme with that too, to me, that's just, it's almost like too over the top. Because like he, yeah. didn't, he technically didn't even do anything. He was just walking up to try, you know? And, and putting in the, the Force theme, it, it's on the nose. You, you don't want to make this stuff overused. And we're guaranteed to have that in Episode Nine here. And it's going to be cool. It's going to be special. And you you don't, like, can you imagine, like, in, in Attack of the Clones, this is an exaggeration, but, like, when Anakin forces, like, the pair thing over to him to cut, if they put the Force theme there, because, oh, he's using the Force, gotta use the music. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a great point. Like, <laughs> every time you use the Force, you gotta use it. Yeah, and, like, it just like, cuts off mid-note, because he's done using the Force now. <laughs> like, that. That's not how it works. That's not how it's intended. And I should have yeah. tagged you in. <laughs> Anyway, I, th- I think I could be wrong. Like, there, I have two different people in my head who you might be talking about. Um, either way, 
Uh, well, that was one of them. Yeah, that's the, the, that's the one I was originally thinking you were talking about. And, I, and he's great. I like him. He's he's yeah. very opinionated, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. He backs up his opinions, whether I agree with it or not. And you know, there was there was a guy behind me who was being sort of disrespectful and, and getting a little personal with him about it. And I don't, you know, he follows me. We joke about music. Obviously, we disagree at times, but he's a good guy. I'm um, like, here's the thing. I, I've when I talked before about like having an extensive background in soundtrack stuff. That includes working with him, and he doesn't know it because I was under a, like a like a not a company, like a brand name with something else. So he doesn't know it was me. But I have worked with him before, and like you said, he is a nice guy, both like quote unquote in front and behind the scenes too. And you know, he's allowed to have his opinion, and it, it's just that it's his opinion, and. As long as you're being nice about it and you've let other people have their opinions too and you can have a legitimate discussion about it, there's no problem there. Yeah, and I and I like Gorenson and I like the fact that this music sounds like Rocky and and I, <laughs> and I think it's a good thing. So I guess my nice to have something different. My my final question for you about the where we stand with the Mandalorian right now, how much more of Nick Nolte do we have in this series? Like is he pretty much finished as a character now he did his thing or is he coming back i don't think he's done yet but i wouldn't be surprised if he is does that make sense yeah yeah i think i think he possibly still has more but there's just from the thing is just from the okay so i still do tops card trader right right there's a lot of promotional material that they had sent out and some of the things that you still see, obviously he was front and center, Cara Dune's front and center. She's not even in it yet, this series. You haven't even got Migna Wynn's Bounty Hunter character. There's a Bounty Hunter who's still played uh, by uh, was it Bill Burr, the comedian, coming. Yep. Um, you've got other things that I don't necessarily want to spoil. I mean, if it's a toy that's already readily available, is that a spoiler? I wouldn't see how. I mean, if they've released it officially, what are you spoiling? So there's a there's an uh, uh, Scout Walker that has been like repainted and souped up so it looks like it's you know somebody's personal Scout Walker that they're using. That right. is not only I think a Lego that's released. They also released the Hot Wheel version of it. There's still speeder bikes coming. There's still still Scout Troopers coming that we've seen in in the previous. So there's still a lot of stuff that's coming. Yeah, it's it's going to be crazy what we're getting and and. I, again, whether he returns or not, I'm sure we'll be happy to see him, but there's so much stuff coming. I don't think we're going to miss him if he's not there. Well, we, still like got one, we still got one Carlo Esposito coming as the moth. Well, and you pointed out, we, we've had so much world building at this point. We're only two episodes in, and they haven't even introduced half of the characters for this show yet. Yeah. And you know, you know, the perfect way is to end this episode. What? I, <laughs> just by saying, I have spoken. There you go. Oh, see, it's not the last thing anymore. Now you, you can now, just cut me out. No, I can't because that's disingenuous. So now you have to say it, and that will be it. All right, I have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I love that enthusiasm. Maybe we spill mud beer. Oh no! Into the no. fryer. That has some flavor. No. no, no, no. Okay. All right. 
See, the thing is, I don't even know. At this point, this might even be like a post-episode thing. Where like the music's already finished. And then now we're still talking. Because I have to end it with you saying I have spoken. And then the music starts. But we're still recording. So like this might just be like a bonus at the end for no reason. This is like Chris Evans at the end of whichever movie he, he did the, like, you know. Yeah, wow, you stuck around for nothing. Like this post-credit scene. It's so disappointing. There's no reason for you to stay here. This is basically our version of that. Yeah. Which movie was that? Home. It's actually uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and it's um, uh, Matthew Broderick. And it's also, I believe, Deadpool riffing off of uh, Matthew Broderick. Go home. No, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, which one? The Captain America, Chris Evans post-credit scene, which movie was that attached to? I don't know. You're supposed to know these things. You're, you're one of my no. Marvel go-tos. Sorry. I, don't, right. I think you're, mix, you're mixing it up with Deadpool. No. Could be wrong. I'll look. Well, well, I mean, like, I just remember it was Chris Evans as Captain America in a post-credit scene for a Marvel movie where he said that. It would be an outtake if he did. No. Okay. I saw it in the theater. Okay. I feel like I'm losing my mind, but I know I'm not. <laughs> well, okay. All right. I'll do that. Anyway. If you're still listening, sorry. <laughs> and that's the, oh no, like that's the perfect way to end it. <laughs> if you're still listening, sorry. So more here. This is another editing Tim. I've done way too much with this episode, beginning and end. Uh, basically, there was a lot more conversation, and now that I'm at the end of this episode, I'm now discovering this part, and I don't know what happened to it either. So. <laughs> It wasn't much, uh, but we did have a little bit more conversation about how to properly wrap up a show. Uh, not that there was any issue with where this one did end. I'm happy that we did have some sort of actual ending for it, but uh, it did continue, and I was looking forward to putting that in here, and it's mysteriously gone. So I'm going to try to find out what was going on. It might have just been like a temporary, because what we used partly depends on a server and all that, so it might have been an issue with that. Um, but I just want to let you know that the, the conversation did continue, and it was fun, and... Uh, I don't know. I just felt like you should know that. That's all. I've spoken.